Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 527 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba, alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains, and I'm glad we waited until 2 p.m. because the Ottawa Senators made a few changes at practice in Detroit. Finally, some new lines to take a look at here for the Ottawa Senators and Ross. Those line changes could extend all the way down to the crease. Who knows? Will we see Mad Sogard's first NHL start tomorrow? We'll discuss that and a whole lot more. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Thursday, March 31st in Pilsy. This is going to be fun. A home and home. We haven't had one yet this season. Yeah, that is crazy. There hasn't been a home and home yet. And what better team to do it other than the Detroit Red Wings? Like you're perfectly able to beat this team, especially they did a lot of, uh, not a lot, but they shipped out some guys at the deadline too. Stetcher, Letty. Did Nemestikov get moved too? I think he might have. So Yes, Dallas. Yeah, so they lost some uh, talents there, especially on the back end. So this is a team that, if you're the Ottawa Senators, you got to be looking at them saying, hey, we can match up and beat these guys for sure. So DJ Smith said, all right, the lines I've been pumping out here have not been working recently. So let's switch things up. And that's exactly what he did. Yes, we'll get to those in a minute. We will have plenty of time to preview the Detroit games, in a sense. Friday in Detroit, and then Sunday back home. Matinee, 1 p.m. start. Against the Detroit Red Wings, it'll be the first home game since the passing of Mr. Melnick. So there will be no doubt a very emotional ceremony before that game. Is that, do you think, Pilsy, a part of the reason why Mad Sogard might get his first start? We were saying it, it might be better to wait till you're at home. But it, it, with everything going on and the emotions that'll be around that game, you think it might even be more ideal to start him on the road with no pressure? Yeah, maybe a little. Uh, I think if you're DJ Smith, that doesn't factor in too much to your decision. But for a first NHL game, yeah, it's it's kind of a a big deal, and it's it's a lot more kind of waiting around if there's a ceremony for things to get started, and maybe you're not as fresh. So that's fair. And I mean, if you're going to go on the road, Detroit close by, like you're not dealing with time change. You're not. No offense, probably not dealing with too rowdy of a crowd or uh, too much pressure there. So. I think starting him in Friday's game up against the Red Wings is the perfect time. And not because I'm a Forsberg hater and I don't want to see Forsberg, but we got to get these young guys in. Like Forsberg signed. He's good to go. We know what we got from him. He's staying in Ottawa. So let's give the kids a chance. And there's no better time for that than next game. Great time to listen to Matt Sogard's interview from last summer on Locked On Senators. That was a fun chat. He was back in Denmark getting ready to play in some Olympic qualifiers. So he's played in some big games before. Yeah, and... Don't forget when he first came over to uh, North America, seven and zero start with the Belleville Senators. Now, but his numbers weren't sparkling, but still, you, you can't argue with the seven and zero start, zero losses. That's that's good if you ask me. 
be nice to have that over the weekend. The Senators could certainly use some good news. It's been a tougher week on the Locked On Senators podcast for sure. And we thank everyone for the support. And yeah, if you want to go back and listen to Matt Sogard, he told an awesome story, not to give it away, no spoilers, but um, his brother grew up a diehard Ottawa Senators fan. So he gets into that. Basically, consider it an extended Sense Central citizen. And yeah. we will get back to the Sense Central citizens to those I reached out to. Last we should have minute. his brother on as a citizen, Ross. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I'm into that. that. I'll, I'll reach out to him. Uh, maybe not right now before his first NHL start. <laughs> yeah. But that's something to keep in, in the back of our minds. I think that would be uh, super fun. We love having Send Central Citizens on. Yeah. And should we pull up? We'll save it a little bit later. Later on the show. So we're trying to get a, a T-shirt out. We want to help spread the word and also kind of help. We've had some people ask how they can support us. This would be an awesome way. Uh, we'll show the designs at the end of the show. Shout, shout out Graham uh, Scott there who yep. helped us out with the designs. But Right now, the stat I wanted to bring up, Pilsy, it's another good one if you're looking for positives going into the weekend against Detroit. It's that they have surrendered the most goals in the National Hockey League. And to steal a phrase we like to say about Tyler Ennis, and it isn't even close. Hey, yeah, that's nice. At the very least, we're going to see some entertaining games here. Like, I... There's no way it's like 2-1 games or something like that. Like, I think uh, we're going to see some Sens-Coyotes type action here in the upcoming games, which maybe the Sens weren't all on the right side of things, but uh, they were entertaining games. That's for damn sure. This gets me completely caught up in a mental pretzel. Get this. So since January 1st, this is a span of 35 games. You're looking at January, February, three full months. They've allowed more than four and a quarter goals against per game. Wow. Per man. game. I mean, when you put up, when you get an 11 spot put up on you by the Penguins, that's going to ruin that average. They've given up double digits three times. They've given up 10 in two other games. Oh my God. I didn't realize that. And then a couple of some nines even as well, I think. Like, oh yeah. man, it's been tough sledding up in Detroit. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't happen to a worse guy uh, with Thomas Grice. I hope he gets lit up every time he's in the net. But that's a story for another day. If you're looking at, yeah, and they, they even have a couple shutouts in the mix there since January 1st. So, <laughs> so the regression. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a ridiculously bad year on a defensive standpoint. But there's more that we want to preview. We'll get into that tomorrow. They do have some really exciting kids. Lucas Raymond just hit 50 points, a milestone we hope Timmy can get this season. But he, he's a stud. There's no question about that. Uh, Moritz Sider, of course. Can't wait to see him and Timmy mixing it up at the uh, World Cup of Hockey. Did you see that, that the World Cup, no more Team Europe? You and I were at the last Team North America game ever. Pour yeah. one out for Team North America. That McKinnon goal at the end was absolutely nuts. But... That would be pretty sick because now it's going to be Team Germany. Get those two cooking again. Oh, yeah. And there's a bunch of good Germans uh, in the league. I mean, you got Dreisaitl. Um, I'm still a little upset. JJ Paterka. Oh, well, yeah, he's coming. But he's he's one of two um, under 21-year-olds who are averaging over a point per game right now. Um, I believe the other is Jack Quinn. So, man, that 2020 draft is yep. it's ridiculous. And guess what? Senders got three first-rounders. Ridley Gray, by the way, did not return to play last night. There was a mic'd-up segment they did. I don't know how recently, like how much time went between the practice they filmed and when they put it out, but Ridley was on the ice in a no-contact jersey in that one. So we're unsure uh, what's going on with Ridley, but all I know is when he comes back, he's got a 12-game point streak to pick up. The only game out of 12, or no, out of 17, because he had a five-game point streak, the only game out of 17 that he did not get a point was the one I went to. 
Unbelievable. <laughs> That's tough luck for you. That's Pulsey's luck in Montreal. My no goodness. Kidding. Just my luck um, in general. Should, should we hit a quick break right now and then get into the lines? Because there are some really interesting changes up here. And then uh, I feel like it's going to be a, a daily segment now where we're going to have to kind of chop down all these rumors that are coming up with Sens ownership. So we'll touch on all that on the other side. Pilsy, do you want to say a word from uh, some of our favorite sponsors? Yeah, we've got a word from our friends over at betonline.net. Look, football is over. College basketball is in the final stages here. The NBA is going. Hockey is still going. AHL, there's so much happening that you can get a little action on. And why not head to betonline.net to do that? They've got all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props, whatever you want. They got it. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Keep it dialed in at BetOnline.net. And they've got boxing, UFC odds. There's everything you could want. Golf, anything you want, they got it. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and all the action in the sports world. Guys, check it out today, betonline.net, where the game starts. All right, Pillsy. So the Ottawa Senators, as we mentioned, it's a practice day, a late start, which makes me think the boys had a good time in Nashville after the game there because stayed overnight, traveled to Detroit in the afternoon yesterday, full off day, and then they're back at practice today. But you know who hadn't been taking time off yesterday? It had to be DJ Smith cooking up some new line combinations for us. So I'll run through them real quick, Pilsy, and then you tell me what you think. And, of course, you can always subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got this beautiful, pristine, not can't-go-wrong graphic, and it really looks a lot better when the pieces are fitting into the puzzle the way they are right now. It's Josh Norris between Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson. It's Tim Stutzla between Alex Formanton and Connor Brown. The third line, Colin White has moved to center, to play in between Matthew Joseph and Tyler Ennis, who moves up from the fourth line. And that fourth line is Gambrell, Gaudette, and Watson. If you're wondering where a certain Chris Tierney is, he's practicing as the extra forward on defense, same as in the last game against Nashville. Branstrom, Zub, Holden, Zaitsev, Delzato, and Hamannick, leaving Mete as the odd man out. Still no word on starting goalies. They're on the ice right now, so by the end of the show, we might have an answer for you, but it's Forsberg and Sogard. At either end, Pilsy, I know this is just a little aside, but I still smiled when I put Jake Sanderson on the injured list, officially a member of the Ottawa Senators. It feels good just having him on the list. Like, he's here. It's official. Ocho Cinco. <laughs> yeah, 85. Let's hey, go. you as a Bengals guy. Yeah, I love I, it. And I have an Ocho Cinco uh, number 85 jersey. So no way. Out, so I got to get the Sanderson one to match, that's for sure. Um, getting into the lineups here, I think – all Sens fans are, are happy that Chris Tierney is now the odd guy out. Not not to harp on the guy, but he, he hasn't been getting it done. And I think uh, Gaudet's been playing decent lately. Like, I thought his uh, time on the second power play unit, he had a couple good shots to start the game off. And then Tyler Ennis, it doesn't make sense to bench the guy. Like, I feel like whenever he's out there, he's looking good. So, I love that they've made that switch. And I'm going to be really intrigued watching that line of Joseph, White, and Ennis. Because I think they can get it done. We saw Joseph and Ennis hook up on that great uh, two-on-one play. So why not try to create some more magic there? Oh, yeah, I saw it, Pilsy. I saw it. That was a, that was a nice one right in front of my eyes. But yeah. I like what you're saying. And just Colin White's not the fastest guy on the team by any stretch. But he certainly adds an element of speed or at least kind of give-and-go offense. Because it felt like whenever Tierney got the puck, 
everything slowed down. All the pace slowed down. And especially having a guy who can control the puck like Tyler Ennis and then Colin White can play in tight situations, I think, a little bit better than Tierney where he's, if he's stick-handling around one guy, he can just kind of feed Joseph with speed because how many times were pucks going to Joseph's feet and he just couldn't get opportunities out of that? So I think that that's a, a smart move. Like Out of the centers who are up there right now, I don't think there's anybody more ideal because realistically, Norris Stutzler are just in pen, in yeah. stone as the one and two centermen. So what do you have as your options here realistically? White, Gambrell, Goddat, Tierney. And Goddat, I probably say, is the furthest stretch, even though yeah. he started. I think he played, what, one game at center? Played like it's seven that. minutes, yeah, scored a goal, much. was minus two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, was, that was the wildest debut ever because the goal was beautiful as well. But you're like, okay. I can see why someone took a chance on him. And I, and I can, can see, see why, why people let him go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, and then the decor, we get the same line. So I, I think that's fine. Uh, I think we'll see an uptick in Hamannick and uh, Uncle Dally's ice time. I think they've kind of warranted that. And Zaitsev, again, hasn't been great. I think Nick Holden's been all right. So I, I'd be interested to see how the ice time goes in that game. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's it's clear that DJ Smith is, or Jack Capuan, whoever's running the Deef Corps, um, is is really interested in sheltering Branny when the team's up and playing him maybe too much when, when they're down. You know what I mean? So like in the game against Florida, Hamannick barely played. Yeah. And so they kind of swap out no matter who's what situation they're in the game. So yeah, I'll be interested to see the ice time allocation. I don't think Detroit has more than one line that really scares you. Like that Dylan Larkin line is going to be tough to contain. I'm assuming Josh Norris. This is a little homecoming for, for Josh Norris, a eh? Michigan guy. Is yep. this, this is his first game in Detroit. Gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I'm sure he's going to be fired up friends and family in the stands and all that. So I, I'm excited to see what, uh, what he brings tomorrow night, not to get too far ahead into our, locked on players or anything but that's uh that's a good storyline going into the game tomorrow and he's got both his wingers with him which doesn't hurt as well and what the Sens probably lead the league in u.s national team program kids too right so yeah so everyone's familiar with uh with ann arbor in the area there colin white uh, another name that we can throw into that pile yeah there's a bunch of american guys so i think they're they're gonna love playing there and yeah, this will be interesting to see how, how these two teams match up. It's insane that they're in the same division and they don't play till April. Like, yeah, that's so weird. I know one of the games got pushed, but very weird. And we've been looking forward to these games for a while. So we'll see what DJ Smith has to say after practice today and then into tomorrow morning when it's a Senators game day. But what uh, what are your thoughts? Again, we mentioned it briefly, but Matt Sogard potentially getting his first NHL start. Yeah, I want to see that. Like, Mad Sogard, uh, he deserves the chance to do that. Dorian said this was the plan all along. I'll just uh, I'll take over for Ross here if you're watching on YouTube. He's dealing with Alfie. But, um, I, like, Forsberg can get the start against the Red Wings in the second game, the matinee game. Because I feel like, too, for your first NHL start, you don't want it to be a matinee game. Like, I feel like you want to have the routine of a night game and kind of have that feeling on Friday night. So I think that'll be great for Sogard. And I'm pumped to see him. He's put on a big workload in Belleville. And he's earned a right to kind of be like, okay, you've been working in Belleville. We like what you're doing. Have a taste in the NHL and then go back down hungry. So I think it's a great option, and we'll see if it ends up happening. I'm I'm hoping and thinking he will get the start, but you never know with DJ. 
Yeah. What I'm really hoping to see in tomorrow's game is a little more puck activation by the decor, and that's with or without Matt Sogard. One of his best strengths, he's great at playing the puck, and, and we noticed that uh, a lot more this year as he's getting more comfortable part of me in, in the AHL. And um, so from that standpoint, I think if his D can help him out a little bit more and give him good outlet areas to, to move the puck up, that could help his confidence as well. Like he's got to be one of the younger goalies to get his first NHL start this season. Like uh, he's definitely a short list, although I can think of a couple names like Spencer Knight and, yeah, and even though maybe Knight that was last year, but there's uh, that guy in Vegas just had a sick win too, uh, Thompson. Anyways, oh, okay. th- that's neither here nor there. Um, but with Matt Sogard coming in, you just have to tell him, like, this is a part of a long-term process with you. We're not looking for you to come in and be Andrew Hammond or or be a guy who comes in and, like, brings us back into the win column. This is like, okay, you've gotten almost as many games as you've ever played in a single year, yeah. although the, the WHL um, would have provided him that opportunity. And now let's see what this NHL whole whole deal is like. Like, uh, is it that much faster? Is it that much quicker? He's had a full week of practice now, which I like to see. So um, I'm excited to watch. Like, this is a this is one of those moments in the rebuild where, and you know, I haven't always been the highest on Philip Gustafson, where, like, for me, this is, like, we're, we're seeing the potential goalie of the future here for the Senators. Absolutely, yeah. And I've kind of, in the long term, I kind of have Sogard pegged, with a little more potential than Gus. Not not because I don't believe in Gus, but just he is so much more runway and a guy with his frame and athleticism, like it's hard not to bet on a guy like that in the crease. And and I, I'm really hopeful for him and we're cheering for Matt Sogard all the way. Like Ross said, check out our interview with him. He's a great guy, a lot of fun to chat with too. All right, Pilsy. So we will await word from DJ Smith. If he does tell us anything, um, you know, the quotes come out at TSN 1200 on Twitter. We'll let you know that. There's a couple prospect notes we want to get to. And then um, we had a, a listener question come in. If you ever want us to discuss oh. anything, you can either comment on our YouTube page or you can find us on Twitter at Send Central on Instagram, locked on dot senators. And he was reacting to what we said about Eric Branstrom at the start of yesterday's show, just seven assists. He played in a hundredth game last night and the offensive numbers just simply haven't been there, but um, I want to give some credit here. I think it was do 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 burn salad. Great handle. Um, (laughs) Just, just saying that he thinks Thomas Shabbat should have the same criticism. Now I just look at the stats and, and see that Thomas Shabbat leads the team in assists and that he's pretty well clear as the top defenseman in terms of points. Now, do you think there's a flip side of that where he plays more than any other defenseman in the league? He should be producing as much, if not more? No, I don't think so, because you can't you can't uh, kind of think about defensemen only in points, right? Like, otherwise you end up with... No, but that's what I'm saying is specifically about Eric Branstrom here. So that's what he's saying. Like, if, if we're going to chirp Branstrom about it, then they should be held to the same standard. Yeah, no, and that's fair, but I just Tom Shabbat does so many other things that Brandstrom just is not on his level at all yet, right? And if if we're arguing about points for Shabbat, in Shabbat's last uh, seven games, he had six points. So pretty good. Yeah, like he's able to put up the points. And I just think like the reason we're harping on Brandstrom more for the points is because that was the selling feature, like we talked about. With Tom right. Shabbat, there's so much more. Like the, the endurance he has, his ability to, um, you know, handle the toughest offensive matchups, like all these kinds of things that Tom Shabbat can do much better than Eric Branstrom. 
while getting points. So I, I think it's a fair point. And sometimes we come down hard on Brainy just because there's a lot of expectation. But uh, I, I'm not uh, I'm not ready to criticize Thomas Shabbat. I'll just put that uh, out there. I'll save my criticisms for the city of Quebec for wanting to steal Senators' <laughs> yeah. home games and bring their prodigal son home, Thomas Shabbat, who grew up just half hour away from Quebec City. If you want to hear more of our takes on that, we have it on yesterday's show. Um, more rumors just running rampant. We don't really have to dive into each one, but Renault Lavoie, uh, RDS, and sometimes maybe not, not the most accurate source, uh, but he was saying that um, it was someone with business interest in keeping it in Ottawa that leaked that news. So we're we're in we're in the leaking territories. They didn't even wait 48 hours before Eugene Melnick had passed away. And um, don't believe everything you hear. I guess would be kind of the advice in this stage of the game, um, except for the fact. And I, I know that Ian Mendez is is always top top of the of the class in terms of, of putting out uh, very fair and, and and balanced pieces and. He made it very well known in his article today. There are multiple groups interested in bringing the Ottawa Senators to new ownership and to stay in Ottawa. So I think that any Sens fans who have worry that the team is going to move at the drop of a hat, it's not. So other than that, though, Pilsy, it's rumor season. We are officially in rumor season. Yeah, absolutely. The rumors are going to fly. Like anytime there's this kind of uh, news where one of 32 teams could possibly become available. I mean, we've seen a massive uptick in dollar values for teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins just sold for $900 million U S too. So like the appetite is out there. And I think he bought the the sense for 92 million. Yeah. That was the arena as well. Uh, I think, I think I said that, I I think it was all under 130 million, the team and the arena. I I saw 92 for something, but yeah, with the arena, which he got. And so I think that's pretty decent return on investment. Yeah. No kidding. And, and the thing that people need to remember too, is NHL relocation. This isn't Chell 22 where you just turn off uh, the relocation disputes and you can just fly teams wherever you want. Like, for them to even even consider, like Mendes said in his article, to even consider starting thinking about relocation, there has to be zero interest to keep the team there. Like they have to, they have to exhaust all options. And if no people, corporations, groups, whatever, are interested in buying the team and keeping it there, then they start thinking about relocation. So, sure, you could have. Um, What's that? What's that guy's name? McScrooge Duck? Duck McScrooge? Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, you can have him swimming through all his coins and he says, I want to buy the Ottawa Centers and move move them to Houston. I'll give you as much money as you want. Well, they're not they're not just going to go to the highest bidder and relocate like it's it's such a headache to yeah. deal with and they don't want to do that and this is a canadian team in the capital of the goddamn country like it just makes so much sense to keep this team here so if you hear rumors about relocation i wouldn't even give them a second worth of your time because uh it, it's not going to happen i'm like look at arizona like they're they're moving the team to a college uh, arena in a market which, that which we're going to we're yeah we're, it's like cool like i'm not it's, I'm not hushing it and saying it sucks, but they're willing to go to such lengths. Like Arizona should have moved so long ago, but the NHL doesn't want to have to do that. So I think it's like, I would say 99.9% positive that the Sens are staying. Add a few more nines. You got to move that decimal further down. Yeah, we got, we got a lot more nines. Exactly. 
999. And the fact that there is a plot of land perfect for the Ottawa Senators to play on. It's just a matter of corporate BS that has to get figured out. Yeah. Beforehand. And and that would be a game changer. Like uh, we're going to be at the first game at that arena. One hundred percent, we're at the first game. One thousand percent. Yeah, exactly. Jake Batherson. Yeah, we're Jake Batherson injury status away from standing because that would just be so awesome. And I think uh, fans would love it. It would just add a whole new vibe to the city of Ottawa. Like Ross, I'm not an Ottawa guy like you are, but the afternoon we spent in Ottawa before the home opener was, was awesome. Like there's so many cool I know, except then bars, you have to restaurants. Pack, pack it up and, and head up, head West. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's kind of a bummer, but if it's right downtown and accessible through uh, public transit, like, man, it's a massive game changer. So that's what we're hoping for. And it seems like that door isn't fully shut to LeBreton flat. So Focus on those rumors, I would say. is If, if the team's moving, it's from Canada to Ottawa. That's it. Elzy, we've got a new nickname alert. New oh. nickname alert for Senators prospect Carson Latimer, our boy, who scored twice in a 2-1 win for Prince yeah. Albert last night. Pair of tucks. See them at Send Central on Twitter. So I asked him, because apparently the, the Prince Albert team – they said the mayor gets his second of, of the night. The mayor of Prince Albert. So he, he's the mayor. Do you want to know why he's, his nickname's the mayor? Was he democratically voted in based on his region and party? Source. People love when I say source. Source. It, it's a nickname given to me by... Oh, sorry. It's a nickname given by the fans in PA. They want me to be the next mayor here? <laughs> Guess I'm just a popular guy. <laughs> hey, it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, it, what's it? What's his name? Uh, Brandon, Brandon Bochensky. He's the mayor of the town he played in. So, Grand Forks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so funny. It's very, uh, very possible. And to, you guys heard talking with Lats. Like, man, if there's one guy I would vote for without needing <laughs> to hear his platform or what he's supporting, Lats is the guy. So the mayor. I I love that. And yeah, yeah. how about how about two goals in last night's game? That's absolutely sick. Yeah, absolutely sick. I love seeing it too. And it's it's almost like a slap in the face to the Wheat Kings for being like, hey, if Ridley doesn't play, one sense prospect has to take this game over. And it just so happened to be him. Put the cape on and jump on. on. He, one of them was almost from the Rockstar Zone. You see that? His second one? No, no, I didn't. Oh, it, uh, maybe I did. Yeah, it was from the corner below the, the face-off circle. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Just, Speaking of that, Kevin Fiala had a Rockstar goal the other night. Did he? That got me really excited, yeah. Oh, man. Some people are saying that uh, it's Dumba that's going to be gone, especially because the the Minnesota Wild... Um, Extended Goligoski. Exactly. At a nice price, too. But now you're looking at it, there's seven players on one-way contracts, and that's not even including Kalen Addison, who's an NHL defenseman. So I don't know if if $6 million is going to be enough. They have $13 million that's just going to be dead money for the next couple mm-hmm. of years. So... It, it's what do you think Fiala wants in a contract? Like, I, I think he's probably looking at a three or four year term, close to it's going to be six and a half for sure, maybe even close to seven. Really, you don't think it's going to be even more than that? Probably not. No, no, I don't. I don't make it five and a half that. now, so that means they only need like an extra mil, mil five to be able to. 
Yeah, but that that really kind of squeezes them, and that puts them right up against the cap. I, I'm still uh, on the side that I think they have to move Fiala. I don't know how they're going to get it done, because he's, he's going to want... Well, I guess he's a restricted free agent, so they have a bit of a leverage there. But I think to re- they're, they're going to want to replenish their their system here a little bit. Like they need some backup if they're not able to perform in these go for it years. So I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but I'm still very confident the Sens will have a good crack at Kevin Fiala. All right. We'll find out in the summer. A reminder, we like to tell everyone that we are in organizing mode for the April 23rd yep. game. The tickets are already ready and available at group prices. We're still working on finding where we're going to go pregame. There will be somewhere because, of course, there's going to be people who have their own, whether it's season tickets or going with their friends, family, whatever. We'd love to have a beer with everybody. Um, I'm going to be in town for the final three games of the year. So yeah. uh, definitely reach out if you're going to that. And we hope to have some merch ready. So yeah. we want to get just a feel for numbers because this is uh, coming fast and furious. Our good buddy at Sensual Healing, a recent Send Central citizen for us, Graham, he was nice enough to create this design. So we're curious what people think having the one on top, the at Send Central citizen. I love that logo love so it. much. Like shout out Graham for doing that. And then I think that we just want to make it the EST 2019 inside the red rectangle. So let us know what you think, whether it's in the comments or on Twitter at Send Central. Felzy, you rock that. I hope. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so we're, we're already in talks with, uh, with the t-shirt company to get them printed. So we're just trying to figure out how big of an order should we make here because we're going to try to have these available for you on April 23rd to purchase. And uh, that'd be awesome. Like if, And people are asking, like, how can we support you guys? This is something that we're kind of taking a risk on ourselves, but we also get the full benefit of it. So if you guys are interested in supporting us, let us know you're interested in buying merch shirts and uh that's the first step of the process and hey we could get crazy with it we could do we could do hats we could do all kinds of stuff so if this works out there's much more in the cards yeah we'll just start out with this one though and and we'll go from there i i love it and again can't shout out at sensual healing underscore on twitter go give him a follow there absolutely all right pilsy just quick episode today lots of little notes to get to it's a midweek an emotional week uh a uh, long, exhausting week, but we got some some nice news at the end of it with potentially getting to see Mad Sogard on Friday night. We get to sh- shift up uh, the forward lines, get to add a little more speed to the third line, which I think will be really beneficial against a team that just can't contain speed as a defensive unit in, in Detroit. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be great, and uh, it's nice just to see something new that we can dig our teeth into with the lines here. So. Very stoked for this game. And yeah, Tuesday seems like forever ago. Like, let's get some sense hockey going again. Sheesh. Yeah, it really does. Do you have any other notes or anything that uh, that I missed that you want to get to? No, I think that's it. Yeah, the, basically the, the big thing for us lately is working on this merch and trying to nail down a spot for the meetup. Because I can't believe this meetup's actually happening. Like, now that it's actually legit, I'm fired up. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, how many times did we tell Sense Central Citizens throughout this show? Where yeah, it was we're going to have like- a beer. We're going to have a beer in the parking lot at the CTC and for it to finally become a possibility is, uh, is just absolutely sick as, uh, as one Guy Boucher would say back in the day. Um, final, finally, um, I do want to pull this up because again, and we always, we always love and appreciate Ian Mendez. You kidding me? Like this guy, he could just pigeon toss us and be like, all right, these kids, these, these silly kids coming in here and just trying to mix it up on uh, online. But 
we put out today and it's something that we talked about obviously quite a bit for for today's show with the new lineup so we put out asking everyone on twitter at sense central if you could change the lines what would they be and of course leave it to ian mendez to come over the top rope create a ton of engagement for us these are his ideal line combos pilsy in an 82 game season how many is this squad taking home Oh man, so many, especially when you have Schubert on the fourth line wing there. He kind of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I I love it. I think the only, okay, I was going to say, where's Mark Stone? But he's there in that third line. So no, we're good. We're good. Read, read the lineup for everybody. Oh yeah, sorry for the non viewers, for the listeners only. Ian Mendez's ideal combos. You got Heatley, Spezza, Alfredson, Pizza, anyone? Pizza. And then today's modern top line, Kachuk, Norris, Batherson. Then you get a nice gritty third line, Zach Smith with Pajot and Stone. Those are classic. And then this fourth line is just a... That's the fourth line when they made it to the cup final. Yeah, it's just a throwback with uh, Saprikin. Ian loves him. Dean McCammon and, of course, our guy, our good friend, uh, Schubert. Yeah, so a lot of people wrote in as well. The third line during that Stanley Cup run was Kelly with Vermette and Neil. And that would have been nice, but obviously Ian having a little fun with that too. I threw out the argument as well for how about Turris, Hoffman, and Stone as the third line. During the Hamburglar run, they were absolutely ridiculous. But also, if you want to make sure there's good chemistry in the locker room, (laughs) maybe you stick with Smitty on the left wing there instead of Mike. Hoffman. Uh, all right. That was, a, that was a fun show. Quick one today. We'll be back tomorrow with a full preview of the Detroit Red Wings games. I'm sure there'll be some more rumors. We got more players in action and we'll get after this because it's going to be uh, the games are coming fast and furious. This is the longest stretch where there isn't hockey for the Senators for a little while. Just before we go, I'll r- rhyme off here up until the Senators next two day break. Like that's not even that long between games. They got three games or sorry, two games two days if i could speak see back in the day we would have cut that out all good sorry for wasting 10 seconds there guys um two game two days off between games then they play every other night until april 20th so for the next three weeks starting tomorrow it's two days or sorry one day or less in between games because there's two even three back-to-backs in there the the wildest part pilsy is when they play in Bo- sorry, in Detroit, day off. In Boston, day off. Against Toronto at home, day off. Then back-to-back on the West Coast in Seattle and Vancouver. Two yeah. postponed games. So they're going a three-hour time change with one day off before a back-to-back. That is crazy, yeah. that. But that Seattle-Vancouver uh, combo there, that we got to do that one day. I mean, I, I'm in B.C., yeah five times a year so i'll I'll eventually make it out there but seattle also a great spot we'll plan that out next uh next season we're gonna obviously do the pilgrimage to the home opener and then i want to get involved and and we'll see how this event goes because i'm still convinced that it's just a bunch of uh robots that are that are making ticket sales on (laughs) on the thing i'm convinced nobody's coming and that it's going to be just all habs fans in our section Could you imagine the nightmare that would would create for us? No, no, I can't. But depending on how this event goes, maybe we'll, whether it's to go see Clevin at the Ralph or or somewhere fun, and and we'll see if people are are interested in it. Hey, the CTC is fun. Come on. No, the CTC is fun. 
<laughs> we're gonna go somewhere fun next time no well once you get inside <laughs> no, no, like, like how nice in nashville and they're showing the outdoor view oh, and nashville you got the street awesome. bars all the bars right there I've vegas been Ve- yeah but you've been to vegas we got to go somewhere you haven't been fair, fair. yeah anyways yeah, pl- plenty of time to get into all that hope you enjoyed today's show a little more casual i feel than than typical maybe yeah, not just those, those hard those hard and fast topics weren't uh weren't as prevalent today as they have been of course earlier this week and then uh, when they're playing each and every day. So this was a day to kind of just take a load off, ch- chat, reload, and then tomorrow morning we got preview Detroit Red Wings, Ottawa Senders, first meeting of the year. So we'll get to that then. Thanks for listening to Locked On Senders. For Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.